So what we're talking about <laughs> right now is my fellow co-host. They're making fun of me right now <laughs> because uh, don't we always? Yeah, because I have a genetic predisposition to not liking chewing noises or drinking noises and stuff like that because or or ice, hold on, hold on, or or <laughs> <laughs> oh silently raging inside <laughs> no no it's more like all right you do you do what i, crunch, I hate the most it, crunch it. i can't it's too big to dice oh my god oh goosebumps look at that oh i'm raging <laughs> So, so, so for the past two, three episodes, you know, like our, our producer does a wonderful job with uh, producing our episodes and stuff. And, you know, um, I, I scrub it a little bit more before it goes into it, unnecessarily so. But I scrub it anyway because I'm a little OCD, too. So I got a lot of issues going on. And it sounds uh, like you need a therapist. Yeah, I might need a therapist. Alcohol is my therapy. So, um, so anyway, I, uh, I, I got my 23andMe report. I don't know if you guys have you guys ever done 23andMe. We did Ancestry. Right. So basically, uh, I don't know if they send you updated emails like every so often. They, do, they send yeah. you like, hey. But not with like genetic. Yeah. So anyway, they're like, hey, you might be genetically predisposed to misophonia. Right. I was like, oh, that explains a lot. You know, because <laughs> anytime I hear someone chewing, it drives me crazy. Right. So. Uh, so, yeah, that's my that's my disability, guys. You know, and I think that this... I've, this, I've never heard this. Not a disability. This allows how, me, many, how many years have we been together? I've never heard this. This allows until me... Until this moment right now. <laughs> this allows me to get uh, on planes earlier, Maybe babe. just because you found out you think you are? Yeah, this. I think this allows me to get on planes earlier. I don't think so. It allows me to I get park so. closer <laughs> to the supermarket. I don't have to walk You far. have a perfectly fine uh, legs. Just walk. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, but just in case, like, you know, if it's a long walk from my parking spot, I hear somebody chewing, I'm, I might, it might be debilitating. You're going to so, fall and, like, so pass you, out? You self-diagnose yourself. No, no, no. no Web, 23 Web, 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 23 and me. And, and WebMD said that I have this problem. WebMD is well, lies. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times WebMD told me I had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, what are you drinking today? The same as the last episode. <laughs> um, it tastes better. I, I gotta admit, it tastes better than the first. Well, well that's because you got version one, the yeah. first one, right? Yeah. You got version two, so this is gonna be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So uh, today we are drinking. What are we drinking? It's a spagliato, <laughs> not spaglioni or spagliano, whatever you said before. Spaglioni. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a Negroni with prosecco, but I misunderstood the instructions and made a Negroni and just poured gin. Gin. No, 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 no. Negroni has gin in it, but I basically made a Negroni and I just poured prosecco over it, which yeah. is not what you're supposed to do. And it's supposed it, to replace mm. the gin with. The yeah, now we know that. Yeah. But anyway, this ta- this is pretty tasty. Yeah, okay. And 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 in, in the first version, I put dried oranges, but um, wet oranges are better. Hmm? Well, it's gonna get wet regardless. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to go see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I got a problem. I think you got a problem. Y'all right, don't know. It is two episodes in one day, so we are a few drinks in. We're very drunk. So we're not that focused AF. Not at all. Um, I'm focused AF. Are you focused AF, Ben? No. No, not, not really. Not I got I got a I got a genetic predisposition. Alright guys, you guys ready to start this podcast? Yes. Let's do it. Alright, let's go. to focus af my name is ben karis this is jen this is ro and we are kind of focused af 
Kinda. Yes. I'm trying to be. <laughs> we got this. All right. So anyway, um, what are we talking about today, Jen? We have special guests. A very special um, guest. Who do we have? It is a special month, so we brought in a special guest to teach us a few things. So, I mean, I'm meeting him for the first time, so why don't you do the introduction, Ben? So, how do we meet Rylan? Oh, he answered a classified ad. <laughs> <laughs> I well, this is starting a great. This is not a lie. <laughs> on Craigslist? <laughs> no, I think it was a... Uh, Facebook. It was a Facebook classified ad. Hey, I'm looking for an editor. And Rylan reached out. Mm-hmm. Actually, Rylan was the first to reach out. And, and for anyone who says that uh, the early bird doesn't get the worm, that's a complete lie. Because everyone who came in after Rylan, I was like, we were already interviewing someone, so... How long ago was this? Last time. Uh, a couple months ago. Nice. Earlier this year. You guys know this because you guys, uh, we use the same um, IPS provider, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for us to make IPS work for us, we need to have a faster delivery time. And our current setup or our previous setup with just one editor wasn't quite going to cut it because of our, of, of our volume. Mm-hmm. We needed just a little bit of help to help us move our post-production right. just a little quicker. <laughs> Came with your references, you know, very strong references. And um, before IPS or before we onboarded this new IPS program in our, into our workflow, I think we were delivering right around two to three months. After we started this IPS process or we started incorporating this into our, our regular workflow, maybe nice. a little quicker. Pretty good. It does help yeah. with the IPS to get those expected delivery times lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you guys? <laughs> We try to be in that range. Yeah, um, six weeks. First half of the year, it's a little tough. We, we were away a lot, so we're we're trying to get back into that uh, four to six week range again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted to be sooner, but things happen. But uh, but Rylan has been pretty good so far. I mean, Rylan's only done a couple of engagement sessions, maybe about a half a dozen to a dozen, something like that. Quite at uh, like a full busy season yet. Mm-hmm. So yep. But... Oh, just you wait. You get there. <laughs> good luck, Rylan. You get there. <laughs> <laughs> And is, there's good news. He's gonna Ben's gonna be switching to Nikon, so, <laughs> so that is gonna be easier. Yeah, so his colors will look nicer. His colors will be more accurate now. You take you take uh, uh, you know you peel off uh, uh, Rose face. It's Esteban. Hello, surprise. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> well, Rylan, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and uh, so I'm Rylan. I use pronouns. He, him, or they, them. I'm an openly queer and trans photographer and educator, but this is my last week in public education. Ooh, so that's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting switch. 12 years in education. <laughs> so I actually was in education while I was transitioning. So I had been in the same district for you know, nine or 10 years before transitioning. And I also teach middle school choir. choir so I was going through puberty at the same time as like the kids that I was <laughs> teaching. <laughs> so um, those changes were, were interesting to go through and it made me a little bit more empathetic. So I've been doing weddings for probably about two years, but I photographed a decent amount like when I would travel with my wife. Um, we did a lot of dog training. We did some dog events and things like that. And I stayed friends with my wedding photographer and started going to weddings and really enjoyed everything about that. So who, who was your wedding photographer? Arena Shostak. Oh, oh I and, Arena. Yeah, and we worked with her through Inspire Me Imagery at the time. Okay. And I actually stayed friends with John and Lauren from Inspire Me Imagery. Mm. So I work very closely with them. I did social media work with them, and I second for them a decent amount too. Nice. So I started off in the wedding industry with like really good, really strong mentors and friends. That's awesome. Okay, so you're leaving the education space to do this full time? Yes. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone tells me how impossible it is. No. Um, 
So honestly, it's a, I mean, it's a different stress, but it's definitely um, less emotionally taxing on me mentally. There's a lot of physical running around. There's a lot involved, but it's, it's, it's just different. It's different being responsible for just myself <laughs> instead of 700 people. I really enjoy it. There's ways for me to still educate. There's ways for me to advocate. And I'm documenting a lot of really important things. So it feels like I'm still able to give back to people and help people um, just in a different way. Is it scary? It's very scary. <laughs> um, it was scary for me to come to that conclusion and then, uh, you know, telling my wife. Uh, so it's been a lot of change with my wife. Like we got married when we were both um, women. So it was like, a, what was it, a year or two later, I started my transition and then it was like sticking and teaching. So like some stability. And then it's like, just kidding, we're going to do another transition. But I've been doing like a lot of business coaching. I now edit for Ben and Karis. So it kind of, you know, fills in some other gaps. I feel like that leap can be scary, but it's better than wondering what would have happened if you had done it. Yeah. Now that you're doing it, give it a try. And we always say the worst that could happen is you have to go back to what you did before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's not the worst thing. It, it just... Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not the worst <laughs> thing. Not, but, yeah. like, if you have to go back, you go back. But yeah, at least yeah. you can say you gave it a shot and you're moving forward. Yeah, right. for sure. That pressure kind of helps you uh, hustle. You know, to make sure that there's basically like no room to fail. Yeah. So that pressure is, is helpful and in, in, in hustling. And I've, been, I've definitely been hustling leading up to this. Like I knew this year was likely going to be my last year. So like this year is when I built in all of the hustle. Yeah. So that like I wasn't starting from like scratch or a deficit. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like leading up to how can I get the most experience? How can I get the most knowledge? Worked with the business coach. It was like I would be driving home from school on a on a business coaching call <laughs> um, and then like That's go awesome. home and like edit or like go right to ben's house and edit <laughs> so <laughs> which is not so bad I no mean... no and they, and they feed me too sometimes you know? you even though you put too much salt in the pork oh. but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, there was one time i uh i had tried well, out the recipe chop, pork chop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. i was i was uh uh I was doing my new diet and everything, and I was trying new recipes. And Lemongrass pork chop. It was way too salty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was way too salty. So someone who is publicly queer and you're working in this space, right? I guess the question is, how do you promote yourself? Are, are queer couples intentionally coming to find you? They're, they're looking for you and they're finding you. Are you intentionally marketing to them or are they just coming to you organically? Are you shooting a lot of non-queer weddings? I guess my question is like, What's your marketing plan look like? <laughs> um, so it gets kind of interesting because I'm in that weird world of like switching over from, you know, like strictly second shooting or assisting people into my own brand. So mm -hmm. like I'm working on my brand. So like personally, my brand, I definitely put out there about affirming and celebrating people, which doesn't have to be just queer people. Mm -hmm. So like me personally, I put a lot of celebrating and affirming and also um, like non-traditional kinds of things. So like you don't want to go to the church. We don't have to go to the church. Like I, I prefer not to go to the church. But I mean, <laughs> well, that's a whole other pocket. Like, you know, you want to have like a, a theater production as your wedding. I am all for it. Like anything that's just not the same mm -hmm. is kind of like what I focus on, but especially about creating that space for anyone who is queer or LGBTQ somewhere in the spectrum that they wouldn't have to question kind of where I lie. But the interesting thing is, especially with like word of mouth and referrals, this is like, I photograph a lot of straight and South Asian weddings. Interesting. <laughs> so it's very, I'm in like a very 
interesting spot right now. So like I have more on the books for later this year and then like next year as more like LGBTQ couples. Mm-hmm. But right now it's like a very big, like I have a lot of straight couples that are just mm-hmm. coming into me. That's awesome. Do you yeah. feel like that more couples that are queer gravitate towards photographers and vendors that are within that space? So I feel like it's very split. Like there's people who are LGBTQ and very advocate and policy involved that will definitely gravitate more towards those people who are also in those same spaces. Mm -hmm. But there are also people who are like, this is not my identity and I just want to be a human and they just will go for kind of like, you know, whoever. Because there are people who are just fine with like, yeah, that you're just another human. Right. Um, So for some people, like it's not as important, but for some people, like I have a few that are like, we want as many queer vendors Mm -hmm. as possible. And then like, I also have on my list other, um, either they're owned or operated by people of color or queer people that like when I give out my vendor rec list, they have all of that available. Like there's people that are just affirming or they're strong allies, but I also mark which ones are people of color or queer affirming as well. Yeah. I think we see this a lot in other minority groups as well. Yep. I think it's very important to like distinguish that for people. Cause I think people who are not part of the community feel that they have to shout from the rooftops. You know, I support this community. I have to do this. Just recognize them as humans. Say, like, yeah. you admit, I love what you said about affirming. I'm affirming queer couples. I'm affirming whatever kind of love that you have or whatever you're doing for your wedding, like something out of the norm. I don't want to go to a church, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Your goal as a photographer is just to photograph love mm-hmm. and not feel like you have to shout from the rooftops, like, oh, I'm doing this. Just treat people as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you kind of gravitate towards those people who want to hire you as a photographer. I've been in uh, like other lives that I have kind of watched because they were talking about queer couples specifically. And I wanted to make sure that no misinformation was being given. And that's how I met another queer photographer across the country, too. Someone was like, but how do I know who is like the more masculine one? Or they said, they said, uh, who's the more I don't remember. It was a very like negative word of basically being like very masculine and like aggressive. And it was like. But there are plenty of people that like there's feminine guys and there's masculine girls that, that, that don't identify as trans. So it's just kind of like it would be really weird if you had a couple that like they're not super girly and princessy and you're like, let's twirl your gown and let's spin you around. And they're like, but yeah. that's not. <laughs> so like I kind of I know like I, I come from like in a way a privileged background because like I'm surrounded by this and like I know you can't assume things. And it's kind of just like just literally treat people like people but i think so many people are still stuck on like the the binary stereotypes of yes. what that then means i mean we all grew up with putting people in boxes and yeah. the norms of what people should be like and it's hard for people to break out of that mm-hmm. i mean like for us i know when we were photo- started photographing our first same sex weddings we did fall into that trap of like you mentioned who do we treat more <laughs> like what would be a groom or who would be the bride and it's like you just show up and the chips fall where they go. Like yeah. you kind of see who's the more affectionate person who yeah. loves to hold, who loves to kiss, or maybe they're not that affectionate. Mm-hmm. Just treat them like you would yeah. a same sex couple. Yeah. Just see how they are together and photograph it that way and not mm-hmm. say, I have to put these people in a box because that's what mm-hmm. wedding photography mm-hmm. is with a bride and groom. So it has to be that way across the board. I think that's one of the things that brings people towards me is like, they don't see people in the same poses all the time. So it's really just more about like, how do they connect? Like I know a lot of people too, they're like, well, I'm really awkward and like, I need you to direct me, but I also don't like superpose. And it's like, that's, it's like a mix of 
editorial and photojournalism in a way. And that's that helps people relax to kind of get their personality across. What's your process like to figure out how to best photograph them? that represents who they are as people? I mean, one of the first things we do like on a discovery call is I do ask them about them, like what they enjoy, how did they start dating? And I've kind of been surprised because like me personally, as a neurodivergent person, I'm like, that's too broad of a question. Like, what do you want to know? But like people give me an entire spiel about like exactly how they met, who was around there, what they were wearing. <laughs> so like you kind of get this whole full story of like just kind of how they operate together. And then when we're in person, it just you can see if people were speaking more or less about like what they actually do. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, people think they are perceived one way and then they're not actually perceived that way. And then kind of just take it from there. I might ask for a few typical poses and see kind of who jumps in first or interacts first. I do a lot where like even the cisgender heterosexual couples, I'm like, you spin her and then it's like, okay, you can get a turn too, like if you want to turn. <laughs> and like one of my favorite photos is of this cishet couple and like the guy is being dipped. And it's <laughs> it's like one of the favorites actually, um, the company, I was working through another company at the time and um, the company didn't deliver that photo to the couple. And they reached back out to me and they were like, that no. was our favorite photo. Do you have that photo? They didn't give it to us. <gasps> So I guess the company was like, well, yeah. that's not yeah. like what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, and so God. they literally said that was their favorite oh of the God. entire session. Yeah. Wow. If someone didn't deliver that photo of bro twirling me in front of the other <laughs> one, oh, yeah. I would be so angry. It's a video. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> I was go. So I think like to your point, have you come across more instances of that where like people maybe not in a direct way we're discriminating towards certain clientele or just like having that like pulling certain images or saying things have to be done a certain way yeah, but yeah. what i was trying to get at was what issues have you seen queer couples face in the wedding industry as they're either planning their wedding or let's say someone working in the industry so there's actually still venues that will refuse to serve um, LGBTQ couples in <gasps> New Jersey. Oh. Um, I did a styled shoot last year, probably about this time last year with Arena. She reached out to me because she's like, hey, I know you're still getting started. And I like we work really well together. We're friends and everything. And um, it was specifically an LGBTQ session. So the modeling company that was sending models out once they found out that it was going to be LGBTQ centered, people backed out uh, when the coordinator was going to the original venue. Um, and she explained like, like she was going on the tour of the place. She explained what it was going to be. And they were like, Oh no. So I know they were surprised. Cause like, so that the people setting it up were all cisgendered. Most, if not all were cis and heterosexual, um, maybe somewhere on the spectrum. But so they were very surprised that that was still happening. Cause New Jersey is one of the most protected States, but right. so I run a, a gay straight Alliance in my school as well. So like, I kind of I have to bridge the gap of like real life and like what might be considered like political. So yes, in New Jersey, we are very protected, but also like laws exist that people break all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of like- I didn't think you could do that. You, you guys are protected. So like- We are, but, but it doesn't stop say, people from yeah, committing crimes. Did they straight up say that was the reason? Or, cause um, I'm sure they probably like- I think they got like really weirded out and then ghosted her. Ghosted, that's what I figured. Uh, it's like, um, they, you, they can't outright they say we're not yeah, doing this. Yeah, are you allowed to tell me what county this was in? It, it was somewhere South South Jersey. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. which county it was. Yeah. in specifically i mean i got married in 2019 and even then like i had to cross out all of these sections on the forms that all said 
bride and groom. And it was just like, y'all still haven't updated this? Like, it was like by then, Obergefell and Hedges had been decided in what, like 2016 or 2018? I can't remember. And it was like, they still, they were just like, oh yeah, just cross that out. Like, yeah, which makes couple, yep. total yep. sense. It was just like, I was still sitting there like, they're like, yeah, just cross it out. And yeah. I was like, uh, Okay. That's cool. <laughs> so that's good to know you've been on both sides of mm-hmm. the of the spectrum here, planning your own wedding yeah. and being a wedding vendor. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of, I guess, seen it all. How yeah. was planning your own wedding? Um, so I would probably see it through a different lens now as a trans person, but it was still kind of like, we were like, we know that we're protected, but also uh-huh. like, who's going to treat us well and uh-huh. not just be like, either we were going to be like their token gay couple or um, they wouldn't they would feel like awkward around us. Cause some people are like, I don't want to offend you. So then they start acting really weird and you're like, yeah. that's not how you're not going to offend me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, is this okay? Is that okay? Is this okay? And it's like, it's not okay. <laughs> Get it together. So, like, you don't need to walk on eggshells. Like, so I like to tell people, especially like, People can tell when you're being genuine and not being genuine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I know it's hard to be like body language too. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to like give like a definite like I know that person's not being offensive. Like how can I tell? And it's like you can just tell. Like I, mm-hmm. yeah. There's you know it's hard to describe to people, but um yeah we definitely didn't want someone who was gonna be kind of like awkward. Uh, I know especially like when I was going on my honeymoon, like we went over to Europe and we were staying in people's houses. So I had messaged and I was like are you cool with gay couples? Cause like, I don't want to go somewhere True. and then like put myself in danger. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's not, I mean, it's somewhat related to the wedding industry. Like we would, we would look up like, where should we not travel? Where should we travel? Mm-hmm. Which right now human rights campaign just a week ago issued a national state of emergency for LGBTQ couples. Really? Yeah. And they've the actually US? for all of the United States, we're in a national state of emergency for LGBTQ people. Here? Coming into the states, everywhere in the United States, oh. Florida is actually HRC oh, well, has issued them as a do not travel red red state. <laughs> they red said do of... not travel to really? Florida as a as a queer couple. Yeah, wow. I, well, I could see that. Yeah, that. Yeah. Is... but even like you telling us that stuff happening in New Jersey and this is as recent as yeah. it is, I'm very surprised and very shocked. Actually, right now there's uh, I follow this one Instagram account that I just came across because I'm actually um, a sponsor for a few pride events in like different like I just did Princeton and I um, this is my second year doing Haddon Township Pride. So I kind of like to get involved in that advocacy work. And I came across this page called Say Gay. And there are currently this month alone four school districts that are trying to backpedal on protections for LGBTQ students. So they're trying to kind of work those out um, about like what the law says you can do and then what they want their policy to be able to allow them to do, which one of them would be forced outing of a student if they were to come out and be yeah. like, these are my pronouns or this is my name, but don't tell my parents. It doesn't happen as often and we are protected. But then again, it's people choose to commit crimes all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think there's eight states that are listed as like the safest states in the United States right now. New Jersey's one you said? Yeah. Yeah, it's like eight to ten or something like that. It's it's pretty wild. Wow. wow. I guess as a nation, we're backpedaling. Yes. Way, yeah. way, way. Yeah. Like we're in the nineteen yep. hundreds. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I and I personally haven't had like a ton of instances of people harassing me. I, I mean, I have had some. I mean, it still happens. Just because yeah. it didn't happen to me, it doesn't mean that it didn't yep. happen to somebody else. Yep. Just like just like racism still yes. happens. Yeah, yeah I, racism's I, yeah. illegal, but it still happens. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. It's, and yeah. then there's always, always the microaggressions where it's like it's not. Uh-huh. 
technically, but it's yep. still not right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and also the the consequences are mm. are not enforced or yeah. there's nothing. So yeah, it's one of those enforceable laws. Like you can't you can't get away with things like murder, cr- <laughs> like physical crime, but other things that like when you are discriminating against other people, it's like a crime. But like yeah. no one really who's gonna yep. it. Who's, There's also a lot of like, what are you going to use to prove it? Like right. if it, if mm-hmm. it happens like just in a conversation, not on. Right, a podcast right. uh-huh. where it gets uh, submitted somewhere. Mm-hmm. So all fifty of our listeners are listening. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our fifty listeners. What's up? I said shout out to all our fifty listeners. <laughs> so what else do you think could have gone better for you guys as you were wedding planning, um, or things that you should see change within the wedding industry? So I feel like we we actually did fairly well. Um, so like I said, Inspire Me Imagery did a great job. They, I mean, they, their whole thing is like non-traditional weddings. They're, they call themselves the alternative wedding photographers. Mm-hmm. And then like our venue is pretty good other than like we just had to cross out bride and groom. Our DJ, any of the changes that we made, like we did not say the new Mrs. and Mrs. We mm-hmm. didn't say like, we just said like the Earl Lots. Like, mm-hmm. so that's all we really yeah. did. So like, I mean, they were great. They didn't have any slip ups or anything like that. But I think at the time, like, it was really hard for us to be like, what are alternatives that we could do? Which I, now there are a lot more people coming out and saying publicly, like, here's a term you could use. Here's this that you could do. Here's that you could do. So, like, I feel like we're on the right track. And I kind of I kind of get blindsided because I, that's my community. I'm surrounded by it. I see it all the time. So I'm like, people already know all this stuff. They don't need to, like, <laughs> like I was talking to Ben the other day. I was like, people know this. You all know all of these things, right? And he's like, no. no. And I was like, oh. No, we don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was, like, common knowledge. Yeah. But it's becoming easier to find it. I think in that aspect, we're, we're at least on the right track. There's just some things that are kind of, like, people genuinely don't think sometimes. Mm-hmm. So while you're in that mindset of, like, I want to see how the couple interacts. Like, who's more touchy and who's less touchy? Like, I don't think everyone thinks that through and they're like no the guy should be holding them Mm -hmm. so i feel like just kind of going with the human aspect is kind of where it's at yeah i feel like when in doubt go that route yeah (laughs) but because especially a lot of the old school like older generation now runs like venues or they've been around doing weddings for years and it's they're taking a longer time to adapt yeah to the changes of the world so just like you said just wrap around that that mindset of they're human treat them as such and move on yeah there's, there's a lot of, uh, in the industry too, there's a lot of, at least in WPPI, I'm seeing like more master classes on, on like trying to educate. I see it in like Facebook groups too. They're always asking, how do I pose? Mm-hmm. Right. And from our experience, you just, you just approach it just like any other <laughs> wedding day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that mental block of you overthinking mm-hmm. it and stuff. But our industry now is doing, oh, I feel they're, they're doing a better job at trying to educate everyone. Yeah. And don't be afraid to change things adapt things like the questionnaires yeah do you know where else we can learn about how to educate folks on how to serve the queer community a little better tell us you tell us, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> the focused af summit yes which rylan will be teaching at oh yeah, yeah. i'm doing that so, uh, so rylan is going to be sharing the stage with uh with a whole bunch of us rylan tell us what you're going to be teaching us about <laughs> so specifically <Just> like that. <laughs> marketing to lgbtq clients but also how to like actually follow through on them this was actually in our first conversation <laughs> that we we sat down for this like low-key interview at a pastry shop and i was like how deep do you want me to go <laughs> um, that's what she said <laughs> oh, let it be known if my wife listens to this i was not the one who made that joke this time okay 
<laughs> were the pastries at least uh, good? You know. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. I think we okay. only had coffee. Did we eat? You no. guys, had, I think you brought home pastries. I think I bought yeah pastries to bring home, but yeah, I didn't share. All right, so how deep did you go? <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching a. I was watching oh God, a live of a not named company. And, love photography? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and they were bringing someone on that was talking about how to inclusify your business. But it struck me from a standpoint of like, how can I make money off of them mm. instead of like, and I know that wasn't the intent. Like after I watched it, that was not the intent, but the way that it was worded seemed like that. And it seemed like a lot of people were attending for a very similar reason. Mm. So my thing is like, I want you to be able to be inclusive, but I want you to do it because you genuinely want to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Not because it's like, I need to market to this population. It can be very, be very, very harmful if you have all of that marketing and then you get to work with that couple and you have no idea mm-hmm. how to work with that couple. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we face that a lot where people are like, it's kind of like the, I'm not racist, but, or like, I have black friends. Not <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got one black friend. Not to be mean, <laughs> but then it's like, no. Mm, if you're going to use a qualifier, like yeah. you probably shouldn't do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like about how, how you follow through. And I mean, I couldn't hide my transition. So I'm fairly open about most things in my transition. So if people want to ask me questions, I might laugh, but I'm like not laughing at the person. It's just kind of like, I know how awkward it can be to ask those questions. <laughs> But I'm willing to answer them, and I will ask, like, like, what answer do you want? Like, I have a shorter answer, or I have, like, an actual in-depth answer? <laughs> no, but the in-depth answer would be great. I think it's definitely helpful for, sure. for people to learn as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and from different types of people. And, uh, and they can get that at the summit. Because yeah. I'm going to give the full yes. answer Whoa, at the summit. Promoting your summit. I can't give away everything for free. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's selling like, better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy. I've been busy. I work on it. They're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And I think what you're, I think the point you were trying to make was, you know, you need to genuinely, sincerely want to serve that community. Yeah. So I guess the question was like, how do you, I guess, is that your presentation? Is that what going to be? How do we serve that community better? How can we do better to serve that community? Yeah. I definitely give some kind of like, I guess it's like boring background knowledge, but like kind of like, some of the terms that are being used. It might, so it you're might not... be boring to you, but it's all new information yeah. for us. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I, I know some people don't like definitions, but it's like you kind of need definitions to kind yeah. of like, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so like, I like to go over some of the terms that are used. So like when someone says something, you're not kind of just like lost. And I know some people don't like labels, but I like them in a personal way. So like, I don't need for all of you to know like the labels that I, ha- I hold about myself. But when I use them to talk to another person, it kind of helps like some of my experiences. So like when I've met other people online that are also non-binary trans mask, I'm like, I know what experiences you've had are similar to mine. So like, we're going to connect that way. But someone else that like, when I approach most people, I'm just going to say like, they or he is my pronouns. I'm not going to go into very much. Or I might say for simplicity that I'm a trans guy, but that's not how I view myself. My, my labels would actually be non-binary transmasculine because mm-hmm. um, I don't see myself as fitting in between. Like, I don't fit as a woman, but I don't feel like a man either. So it's like that very complicated kind of existence that most people would be like, uh, I don't know, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of going over what some of those labels and terms kind of mean for people. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to understand them 
yourselves, just kind of like what goes with it. Yeah, you just have to acknowledge it, I think. I yeah. I don't think it's it's important to try to understand, right? But I think it's even more important to acknowledge it. Yes. You know? It's not for you to understand firsthand. I guess validate in some yeah. way. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, validate it in, in your terms. Yeah. Right. I think it's important for for us heteros and cis cisgender to be like, okay, I acknowledge you, your pronouns. I will never understand it because I'm not in that world. Right. But yeah. of course, respect the person, respect mm -hmm. how they want to be called and how they want to be acknowledged, that's and just it. move on. I, I think yep, that's true that's for it. any how you anyone. treat any minority yep, group, mm -hmm. especially. You anyone know, like without, yep. I, you know, your experiences are valid, and, and my experiences are valid. Even one does not negate the other; the other. they can yes. both coexist. That's mm -hmm. the biggest problem. Everyone wants to <laughs> negate the other's experience. <laughs> Every time across the board yes. on everything, yeah, like, yes. oh, but me, or but you know, what about right. this person? Mm -hmm. Just acknowledge what they're what they're trying to express. There's exist. there's yeah. space for every yeah. person, yep. mm -hmm. regardless of experience. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, like you said, it doesn't negate somebody else's experience yep. or existence, even. Right. Like people who are like, you know, trans people have an exist. Like I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so I mean, like I kind of, I mean, if you're seeing me, right. I exist. So yep. you could be an addition. I've had a lot of drinks. <laughs> Too many drinks. <laughs> Rylan's not here. <laughs> Rylan is not here. So, what advice would you give photographers who want to work with the queer community? How can they get into that space? Because I think back to what you mentioned before. Same-sex marriage was only legalized, what, like seven years ago now? Right? Yeah. 2015 or so? And it's been hard for some of us to kind of get into that space in a genuine way. There right, are people, yeah. like you mentioned, that want to make money. There was always, like, I remember when, not soon after it was legalized, a lot of vendors would say, oh, it's new for them. They're going to want to spend money. Yeah. They're going to spend a lot with oh, us. Oh, my gosh. We got to, you know, get them. But what would advice would you give people who genuinely want to serve that community? How can they break into that circle and start serving them? So, I mean, that's kind of like a two-part question. Because one of the things that you said is like when when the venues and things like other vendors were like, they're going to, you know, bring us money because it's new for them. Like, I think it's really important to acknowledge that much like other minority groups, usually there's less access to money mm -hmm. for those groups. Mm -hmm. So historically speaking, especially trans people, they have less access to money, less access to safety than a cisgendered heterosexual person mm -hmm. would have. So the other thing also is like, I would do your research, first of all, about like the community in general. So like, what are some of the terms that I should know? What are some of the hardships that I should know? I, I don't necessarily like calling them pain points, but like, what's it important to know that like they're struggling with and then also find ways of how you can celebrate them because um, especially right now over 500 anti-lgbtq laws are have been introduced across the country it's like we don't have enough joy in our life like our news is constantly like here's another way that someone's trying to invalidate you here's another way that they're trying to lessen your access to health care so it's like what are the things that we can do to help them feel seen heard affirmed loved what makes them feel good for any amount of time that we're in contact with them and if that means like you are going down a tiktok rabbit hole or a youtube rabbit hole whatever it is that you need or if you have somebody like i would say similar to me where like they're open i'm open like if you're gonna ask me a question i'll respond if it's an inappropriate question i'll let you know it's an appropriate <laughs> an inappropriate question you know take them out to lunch take them out to coffee or if you want to add it to your portfolio you can pay those people Mm -hmm. Or you can offer that, like, um, what's it, like, for a trade for print or something mm -hmm. like that. 
So like offer something that it's not just taking from the community. You like you're giving back something to the community as well. So like I personally like I started uh, I want to run queer joy sessions. So uh -huh. anything that kind of celebrates anything along your journey. So I did one for someone who had had top surgery, but that I photographed at a Haddon Township Pride Parade. So then they kept in contact with me and we did a photo session somewhere kind of like secluded, showed off like their top surgery scars, but in a place where they felt comfortable and affirmed and stuff like that, kind of like looking at their new body. So it's like literally anything can be a celebration. Just being seen and some, like using their name and using their pronouns mm -hmm. is a celebration for some people. Yeah, I think photographers shouldn't be afraid to do, like you said, free sessions or some type some, of outreach. Some type yeah. of outreach, like mm -hmm. you know, I want to celebrate you. Let's take some photos of you guys. And I feel like even on just this month, I think, and there's like a whole other topic of conversation. If, if you want, on yeah. rainbow washing and... is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it called? It's called rainbow washing. Yeah. Rainbow washing. So rainbow washing is in June, like how oh. all the companies change all of their stuff, and they're like, look how much uh -huh, uh -huh. we yeah, love yeah. the gay community. Yep. Mm -hmm. But then even Target, they had backlash because yep. there was like yeah, mildly tucking and mildly binding items. And people, of course, took them from the adult section and put them in the kids uh -huh. section. And they were like, look, they're trying to like do this. Uh -huh. So rainbow washing is kind of just like that's not actually part of your core values. But in June, it's part of your mm -hmm. core value. Mm -hmm. um, so like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like all of a sudden in June, you're like, that's the only time you're displaying your gay mm -hmm. couples. It's like, why, why is yeah. that? You can display them when they got married. Yep. Um, or like I think some of the companies session. got in trouble. Not just not just in the uh, uh, queer community, but also you know other minority com uh, um, communities. Sure. Oh, that's for every other month. Yeah, Black yeah, History sure, Month. Sure. January, yeah. February. Yeah. Every, every, every month. Every month. Every month. Asian every month. History and month. May. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful to get a month, but <laughs> you know, it's more than what we got before. But still, you know, so why can't we celebrate them every day? That's the thing, right? Yeah. Just, just, just be, be. Normal, be you, and then you know, like acknowledge them yeah, throughout the year, yeah, respect them throughout the year. Just, yeah, we're all people. I believe. People can see right through it yeah. when you're being sincere. You're just yes. doing it. Oh for yeah, them. I mean, yes. after like the first few years of like that happening, then you're yeah. like, okay, you're just doing it so you don't get canceled. Now. That's all. <laughs> you know. And I really liked how you put it. Like you had said, um, people get so blocked in their head about it, like they overthink it so much, and it's like. You just care about someone as a human. Like, right. how would you treat them with decency? It's right. just that with this, there's a little bit of extra nuance where it's like, you know, like the first few times that I heard somebody call me by my chosen name, like it was like, it was like the world kind of like stopped. That it, it, it like came out of someone else's mouth so freely. Or like, I know a few vendors get really proficient at interchanging pronouns. This is like advanced level, but... um <laughs> like there's other queer photographers that you know like the parents refuse to use uh, certain pronouns so they're really good at kind of code switching so mm -hmm. they'll use these pronouns here and these pronouns there or they'll make sure like they are overly enthusiastic about using the correct pronouns because families won't use the correct pronouns mm -hmm. so there's the photographers that are like i'm willing to be the bad guy like this is your day mm -hmm. so i'm gonna do whatever is gonna make you the happiest mm -hmm. So it's kind of like going out of your way to make sure like it, it's partly your job to make sure that they run smoothly and that they feel good about that day. So if you need to take on the role as bad guy, Some, yeah, so be it. I think a lot of being in your head is tied into cancel culture and like, I don't want to say the right, the wrong thing. Wrong things. I got to be yep. cautious. But I think back to everyone's point is just treat everybody the same and you won't have that. You fear. won't have that problem. You won't yeah. have that problem. 
Yeah, and even and if you mess up, you know, people know that your heart's yes. in the right place. Yep, if mm-hmm. it's purposeful or, you know, not. Yeah, and I mean, there's, like, of course, you have to be good at reading body language, but, like, we we know. So that I, I've had people apologize profusely, and they're like, don't get mad at me. I'm like, I, I'm laughing because, like, it's, like, I know that you were, like, it was just a slip-up, and uh-huh. it's it's funny that you slipped after, you know, my mm-hmm. wife said she the other day, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, you, 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 like, in the beginning, you didn't make a mistake. And, like, <laughs> randomly right now, like, and I just laugh. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I really don't care. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's kind of funny. I think that's what it is. Like, a lot of people are, are not as sensitive as you think they are, but the yeah. culture has you thinking, yes. oh, my God, I'm going to offend everybody. Yeah, everyone. But yeah. you're not. Yep, every other word, yep. Yeah, I think very, if your heart's cautious. in the right place, I mm-hmm. think everyone knows. Yeah. Yes, your heart's in the right place. Or how? What's the quality of education when it comes to educating folks on how to serve the queer community yeah. better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like right now people are just finding random pockets. So like there are really good people out there, but it's like you either stumble across them or you have to like really research into them. So like my business coach specifically like is a really well known advocate and educator, but it's like I randomly came across them. Like they live down in New Orleans. I mean they, mm-hmm. they are moving to Philly. But um, I stumbled across them the same way that I stumbled across somebody else. Like, I think I was in a speakeasy group and an LGBTQ topic came up. And, and this person was like, you know, as a trans photographer. And I was like, oh, another one? I'm not the only one? Okay, cool. And we kind of like connected that way. But it's like, you know, before you met me, like how many other queer educators or photographers queer had you come across? Queer educators? I mean, I know I have, I, I have a lot of queer friends. I have a- no, no, <laughs> um, queer educators, like, I'm, I'm st- I knew planners, like be, Jose be, Rolon and, um, even this past weekend was a queer planner, but like, I've always been a, a been an ally, right? Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't like I was intentionally seeking them out. You know yeah. what I mean? But if we're going to call a spade a spade, I've, I've only been teaching. I've been an educator for maybe about two, three years. Well, two years. Or advocate. How many like queer advocates in the industry have you kind of come across? From, from my mm-hmm. experience, I don't know why. It's, it's been planners. Like, I've never seen, <laughs> like, a, a lot of photographers, videographers. It's always, like, planners that I've, I've seen are, are the ones that are educating everyone. I, I have no idea how that, like, came about or why that specific demographic is like the are the only ones that i've seen it might be that they're specifically very outgoing like they're always in charge of people mm-hmm. throughout an entire day usually within the queer community and this goes for kind of any minority group is like a lot of people don't want to be the token person or they don't want to do more free labor but there also comes a point where like so first of all through my transition like i just i learned so much and i became such a more empathetic person and i feel like i gained knowledge that i never would have had to seek out and at, at first, I was like, I'm just going to keep this to myself. Like, I'm just going to try to be stealth, which is just kind of like fly under the radar. I'll pass as a regular white guy. And I was like, I, that's not what I want. Like, and I also don't want to hide who I am, which caused a lot mm-hmm. of turmoil when I was at the beginning of my transition. I was like, I, I don't want to hide who I am. I also don't want to work for somebody that I might then potentially put myself in danger. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of just happened that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put this all out there so that it, if someone wants to hire me as a second, they know so that if they have anything against the LGBTQ community, then they, they just won't hire me. Or like there's people that will look out for me that they're like, I, I have a second, but this is a situation that you may or may not be safe in. I'm just giving you a heads up. So I know a lot of people kind of just if they transition, they're like, I just want to pass and I just want it all behind me. And they don't really want to put it out there. 
So I think that kind of holds them back also from advocating. Like they're allies and everything, and they're part of the community, but they don't want to put themselves out there. Out there. Mm-hmm. So and not everyone's like an educator by nature. Not everyone likes to share. And I'm yep. as someone with ADHD, I'm a natural oversharer. So, <laughs> so, are you, so are you talking about members of the community who are also educators, or are you just talking about just random educators who are just allies? I mean, like how he was saying how it's mostly like wedding planners. Mm-hmm. Like I know that there's other photographers that they prefer to stay under the radar Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure it's the same for videographers and things like that they just Mm -hmm. like you won't find mention of that on their websites really other than like we're inclusive we're welcoming like because i've worked a lot of queer vendors and it's not everything of my identity but it is a large part of my identity and it's something that i kind of want to be upfront about well first of all my jokes (laughs) a lot of it comes from that like we're like you 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 got some bad jokes for me (laughs) I mean, I have, oh, I have don't dad get, jokes. Don't get him started. <laughs> I want to hear some of these dad jokes. Cause... Well, I mean, there's even just like simple ones. Like I've been with a bride and like she's like frustrated with her dress. And I'm like, like this was when I was like second shooting where like, you know, no one knows who I am until I show up. And like I wanted to be like, oh, my God, I hated walking in heels. And they'd be like, like <laughs> I hated pulling that like chiffon, like third layered, like the initial layer of the dress down. And they'd be like, how do you leave? What? Like, <laughs> so I was like. Or, like, the dad coming up to me in the bridal suite, like, oh, this is a great place to meet chicks, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure, let's go with that. Even though yeah. everyone in this room is married or engaged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or relate, you're related to them. <laughs> Have them wear his daughters. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. <laughs> well, like you said, it's something that you took on to own in a public-facing way. And some people want to keep it more private, and that's yeah. fine, too. Yeah. I think as an educator and an advocate, this is kind of just... Yeah. But back to what yeah. Rylan said, you know, that's just part of... It's, it's part of his identity, but that's not the... That's not, every, that's everything. not everything about I it. I wish yeah. there were more educators, especially in the photo world. Like, there's plenty of allies that will shout it from the rooftop and yes. will speak for a community that they are being yes. an ally of, but cannot speak completely for. Because they're not a part of that community Because you're not a part of that community. So I, we yeah. appreciate... Like, I'm sure you appreciate them speaking out for you, but still there's layers of them not understanding certain things yes. so, so they can misspeak or they, misrepresent. They probably also get more more offended than they should <laughs> most of the time. They, 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 yes. They're outraged. It's like, we're not that, we're not as angry as you are. Right? Yeah. Maybe you really yeah. chill out, you know? Yeah. We're not um, offended. Why are you offended? <laughs> or, you know, it's just, it, it then like, you know, it's kind of like if you're shouting it so loud, why are you shouting it mm-hmm. so so loudly mm-hmm. like it's important to be like it's it's a very fine line it's not black and white at all it's kind of like and like what would upset me isn't necessarily something that would upset somebody else like mm-hmm. i take a lot more things probably in stride than other people would but then there's people that are a lot more lenient than i would be as well so it's like i can't speak for the whole community mm-hmm. right. um but it's kind of like you know that's kind of why some people tend, some, some LGBTQ couples tend to want to go towards queer vendors is like they want to give the money back mm-hmm. within their community. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, as a member of a minority community ourselves, you know, we, we get clients like that too. You mm-hmm. know, yep, they just want to, yep. you know, they, they like our work, you know, but they're not hiring just because we're yeah. Asian American. Yep. It's, it's, it's a part of the puzzle, but it's not the whole puzzle. You know, they, like, they, they enjoy what we do. So just like yeah. you, they hire you because you do great work. The fact that you're also queer like them, I'm sure it's, it's, it doesn't hurt you, yep. right? Yeah. But they really like you because your they work. like you as a human being. They like you for your work. They like how, you, how comfortable you make them feel. 
And they yeah. want to support you too. And, you, and, yeah. and then the and fact then, and then it's just it comes the cherry on top that they yep, get to. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. yep. it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, this, it's the same reason why we, uh, we, we're staying with our album company too. You know, they do great work. Exactly. And, and it's a mom and pop shop. The cherry on top is that, you know, they're part of the Asian American community. We want to support them as well. You know, all those pieces just come together and it, it, just, it, it just makes sense for us to support them and continue to work with them. Why not? So is there anything else that we should know or anything that you definitely want to convey? This is your time to... If it's a 20-minute spiel, knock yourself out. <laughs> Go as deep as you want. I mean, I don't want you to walk away from me if you're like, oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. I mean, I'll do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> save, it, save it for the summit. <laughs> now you're chiming in. <laughs> um, um, so I think it's more important kind of like instead of talking a big game, like showing your big game. So like instead of writing all over the place that you are LGBTQ inclusive Mm -hmm. or you're okay with same sex weddings, like show that in your portfolio, Uh like the same way that we're like, you know, a lot of people will only show skinny white brides, Uh like Barbie types. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if you genuinely want to attract those types of people, show that in your work and treat them like they, they look beautiful. They have their own aura around them. Like, it doesn't have to look like it's going to be in a magazine. I think part of the magic of photography is, is capturing the emotion. So it doesn't all have to be staged. You don't have to go do just styled shoots. Like do something in a way that you're actually giving back and it's not just a way that you're taking so that you can kind of like expand your business just for the sake of expanding business. Mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those things. It's like, yes, treat them as humans, but like, there's just a little bit of extra nuance added to it. There's a little bit of extra knowledge that you might kind of need. I don't know. Are there any questions, like random <laughs> questions that you guys have? That was not quite 20 minutes. <laughs> that was three minutes long. <laughs> I have a question, actually. So you just, you're going to go full time soon. Yeah. All right. So what have been your struggles? And we, w- we would love to try to help you in any way. Oh, Ben, your favorite SEO. Because, like, I just I don't have a lot of website traffic. Like, I kind of get my name out there just in, in ways of, like, sponsorship and other things. So it's like, I actually, <laughs> there's probably plenty of straight photographers that get more queer couples than I do. I'm shooting one next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I shot one last weekend. <laughs> I shot one on Saturday. <laughs> Well, with SEO, I mean, that's, that's just part of the puzzle. You know, out of the three ways that you can market yourself, it's SEO, social media, and networking. Uh, on the SEO end of things, basically the thing you want to do is just continuously put out content. Ideally, you want, you want it to be content that serves your audience in a meaningful way. You know, uh, it's, it's okay if you are blogging your weddings or blogging your engagement sessions. But I think it's also important for you to blog maybe even evergreen pieces. Because the thing is, when you are putting out blog posts, right? You're blogging weddings and engagement sessions. Basically, you're telling the world, hey, look at me. Look how awesome I am, right? You're not really serving them in any kind of meaningful way, aside from the fact that you're letting them know how awesome you are, what the amazing pictures that you're able to take for them. How you can serve them more effectively is like, you know, figure out what kind of problems that they're struggling with. You know, whether it's their itinerary planning or they're struggling with how to do their portraits or how to pose for their session or timeline building or whatever it is, writing their speeches, whatever it is, some way that you're going to serve them without actually you selling yourself. Yeah. Right. I think the big struggle that many small businesses have, you know, queer, straight, everything, right. Is that when they're blogging, they're, they're writing to serve themselves first. Look how awesome I am. Book me. I'm awesome. Right. But if you can kind of flip that script on its head, right. To serve your audience instead. 
and instead of trying to write to game the algorithm, uh, I think you're going to find more success serving your audience. What also happens then is when you're writing to serve your audience, that content now becomes shareable. It's something that you can repurpose that you can share everywhere else. Now you can share it in your email marketing. You could share it on your social. Your wedding blog, you share it once. That's, I think that's yeah. it. That's, it's got a shelf life. That email marketing, I need to get better at. Too. Right. So I started the email. So if you, you, need, <laughs> you need a coach. I know a great sales and marketing coach. <laughs> I'll give you a good price. <laughs> but it all goes back to social too, I feel like. The audience are changing a little bit. They're yeah. not landing on your website first. They're landing on your Instagram first. Correct. Or yeah. they're probably not going to sign up for your email list. So yeah. it's like all in social and adapting to the analogy that, that I make. The analogy that I make in my course. So you guys get a little sneak peek on my course, right? <laughs> so uh, the website that you have is basically <laughs> your brick and mortar storefront. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's where the sale is going to happen. However, you're you, showing them what you're selling. Right. However, that's just because you have a store in the middle of Main Street doesn't mean that you're going to get customers. Okay. You need to get customers to your store, and the vehicles by which you do that is through social media, networking magazine features, ads, whatever it is, all right? Those are the traffic generators. Your blocks, your, your, your website is what's going to convert them to customers. But before you even get that far, you got to worry about it, your traffic problem. So that's where social media comes into play, you know, just generating traffic. It's a full-time traffic. job. Yeah, it's a full-time job. <laughs> it's a lot of work that I don't do. <laughs> yeah. I started getting better at that one. Yeah. But with, I mean, with your website, you could kind of optimize it in such a way so that people can find you organically through search and things like that, right? But as, as you continue doing this, more and more years right the market continues to get more and more saturated okay it's going to be harder and harder for you to rank for certain keywords it's going to be harder for you to compete in the marketplace it just has more and more competition every single day let me tell you something when i first started in 2010 nobody had figured out seo yet all right it was still kind of new ish kind of right and i figured out how to game the system right learning how to do seo properly and if you were to Google um, like New York City Hall Weddings in 2011, I would dominate the first three pages. All those images were mine. Okay. Now, if you Google it, you know I'm I, I'm still on the first page. I have like one image there, right? But I noticed that because when we used to like search what, keywords, keyword? we would always see Ben Lau. We're like, what's who's the Ben Lau guy? <laughs> All over the place. Is that, is that now you we can't barely find him. We're like, where's oh, this fucking loser? <laughs> is he still relevant? And it's like oh, my socials. I focus a lot on. The personal connection like that I put into each client. Like I I like feeling like a friend yes. with these people. Like I don't like a cold like this was a business transaction. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. a really big piece of mine is I I then also tend to attract other people very similar to myself. Like so if they're not if they're not somewhere on the queer spectrum, they're probably also neurodivergent mm -hmm. <laughs> in some way, shape or form, yeah. which is how we kind of like connect so well together. Yeah. So what are the biggest mistakes that people make with their SEO is that they're keywording for region. And then for the, you know, maybe about eight years ago, they were keywording for the venues. That's not going to work anymore. You have to do, do things a little bit differently. Yeah. And if you, if you guys want to learn how to do it, you got to come to the summit <laughs> <laughs> or buy my course. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more, no more, <laughs> no more free info. <laughs> And I do have two evergreen pieces on my website kind of about things that I had done throughout my wedding um, to do things differently before mm -hmm. there was very much information about that. A little bit serving vendors on like things that you could kind of mm -hmm. take note of. So that way it's kind of serving two sets of people kind of with one 
Have you, kind of um, have you read any copywriting books or have you had any copywriting training? No, not specifically. Yeah, that might help. Is that going to be at the summit? <laughs> it's actually my course, but <laughs> yeah, oh, look but at copywriting, that. like how to write for your audience. Well, it's actually what I studied in college. Use no. chat GBT. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't. I am Use AI. You, you, can't copy, you. you can't copyright that. How dare you? I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no. Um, Take no Google. will push you down. <laughs> um, no. I mean, like. But only uses that for his dad joke. What, what the, what <laughs> I mean, it's very useful. You know? But what, you know, one of the first things that I learned uh, in college as an English uh, English major was, you know, you got to understand who your audience is. Yeah. What their motivations are. You know, and you're gonna you're gonna produce something different every, every each time based yeah. on your audience. And I think you have like a niche perspective that you can write about more. Yeah. As being a queer photographer, you have a lot more advice and insight that you could blog yeah. about and then promote it across channels on like social media. Yeah. Um, I think people will love that content because we, we're not as knowledgeable in that space, so we can't write about it. The, I had a conversation about communication, right? Effective communication with another photographer, a friend of ours. And the thing that we concluded on was you know, communication isn't so much about what you're saying or how clear you think you're saying it. It's about how it's received on the other end. Yeah. Right? So you always have to take that in consideration. Like, what is the experience on the other end? Yeah. It doesn't on, matter the intent. Right? Impact is more important. You know, I didn't mean to be racist, but... <laughs> well, you sound pretty racist to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it quacks like a duck. What, is, what are you saying? <laughs> you know? Well, I think that was your sales and marketing for the day. Uh, huh? That was my whole segment. Oh yeah. man, so one of the things things. that was based off my question. Yeah, yeah. that was good. I think that was one 20 of the minutes. One of the really cool things about um, working with the so I say LGBTQ and queer kind of interchangeably, but technically it would be LGBTQ because not everyone uses the word queer. LGBTQIA plus. Yeah, I use LGBTQ, but that would be like the full. Yeah. Is there anything beyond plus? I think there are. There are more. I, I A think. plus plus. Oh and then God. there's probably some more. <laughs> there's, there's more. I didn't know this. So that's why queers kind of use an umbrella term, but it is yeah. important to understand like queer used to be a very, very offensive term. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like that they've ta oh, some people have taken some it back. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. um, there are still people that are like, mm, do not say that oh. word for me. But uh, so that's why like I'm kind of careful. Like I wouldn't just mm -hmm. assume it's a queer wedding. Mm -hmm. Kind of like running it by real quick. Like, hey, how do you feel about this word um Love it. Okay. but you know so but working with the queer community is like i know a lot of weddings are different like every wedding is going to be unique but i feel like queer weddings just have so many unique things going on with them like i mean i have one that they're going to do <laughs> it's going to be a cabaret and open mic Love it. And, and Sounds I'm like a Paris like, kind of wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, it. why? Well, i think we've talked about that before is like yeah. why are people so intent on like doing like what they think is a wedding right like what they think it yeah. means to be a wedding and it's like Did lgbtq yeah. people are just like do like, you yeah they're like i've been stuffed in boxes my whole life mm -hmm. do whatever so, you want yeah. yeah and they're gonna have a drag queen yes. and see it. I'm, like, I'm here for like, this paint like paint your wedding you know I what i mean just throw wedding. any colors in there are you shooting this do you need yeah. to do this actually my my business coach is my second who is who is my business coach is actually my oh. second for that wedding. You need a third? <laughs> you, you, need need you, need you need an assistant. You need an assistant. a BTS would be kind of cool. But... And there's so much more fun for us as the photographers. Like, you're breaking out of the norm. We're not doing the same yes. thing over and yes. over again. Like, yeah. we did a same sex couple last year. 
they're in theater. They yes. the dance yeah. floor was incredible. There was like dance performances, and you're just like that wedding got us put on a preferred uh, yes vendor preferred list. vendors <laughs> list because they they were so in love with the wedding and how it was a reflection of them, yes. and not like what you have to do on a wedding day. There, mm-hmm. like I know that there are straight and like straight passing couples that do unique like things. yep yeah they they think more about themselves, but it's like I don't know. So many more people in the LGBTQ community are like. What do I want? I've been mm-hmm. stuffed in this box. Mm-hmm. I want to celebrate whatever it is that we're celebrating. And like, I, I have one. So it's a straight passing couple because they're both bisexual. But they're like, we're bringing in these elements and the, the groom's family is going to be completely surprised. And like, it's just going to be, oh, well. Uh-huh. And it's just like, this is, this is I'm here Surprise! for it. Like, it's going to be great. There's so yeah. many things that happen that like, you can really genuinely celebrate. It. And it's not just like, well, I'm here because like I went to school with them, and like I'm right, sorry, uh, you right. know all the typical speeches. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I just think like this wedding that I did last weekend. Well, not it's only three days ago at this point, but um, you could tell how touched the one groom was that he was like, I never felt like I deserved this type of love, and I didn't think there was a place for me. And he was just like, I guess one of their uncles is like a a priest, and he said a prayer over everything. And it was like, he was just so touched that people were so willing to be there and do all of this for them and and just love them. And it's, I think that's something that other people kind of take for granted that like, you know, it's just like, well, they're family, they have to love me. And it's like, no, family can choose to Uh leave you at any time, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they get pretty emotional. They're they're very interesting. There's just so much to celebrate. And I feel like uh, you might even feel this way being part of a minority group is like there's obstacles that you have to overcome that like people don't even think about in our life mm-hmm. um and so it's just i don't know it just makes it a lot more special oh 100 percent. like you mentioned people feel like they have to do certain things for a wedding and there's no emotional attachment to it yeah it's like yeah i have to do this i have to go to the church even My though i don't go to church ever this part next and it's, it's pure just formalities for them just like, formalities, yeah. get it yep. done tradition yep. and move on that's it I, I can't tell you how many times we've heard that from like couples they're just like oh we're only doing it because our family expected yeah. us to do this I'm like I what yeah. but then yeah. the same sex weddings we've done have been pure love pure yeah. joy yep. all, all about all about them, them. our know? favorite yeah. moments are like i can't remember forget this um the wedding we did at the foundry i guess one of the grooms had a very tough relationship with his dad his dad did a speech and it was He's him balling. finally you know acknowledging him and the relationship yeah. and you know ce- actually celebrating him and they were just emotional and crying and it was good to be a part of, that's when you like yep. yeah. really appreciate your work and you're like oh this is a real moment as opposed yep, to like I'm capturing oh, this yeah yes capturing this for them something they remember that's forever. a moment like Nobody else yeah, gets it. Nope. Like, that's a very serious thing. I was seconding uh, for another wedding where we had gone into it thinking that the parents weren't very open to using different pronouns. And then, like, we did the, the first look up on the rooftop of the Franklin Institute, and the, the father said the pronouns. And it was like, I, d- I did all this research, and I figured out why it's so important to you. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I was just like, it's like my parents do use my pronouns but it was it was a it was a struggle you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it's just like wow they did research for you like Mm -hmm. it's i mean there's just a lot of things that you see you see a lot of hurt but you see a lot of love and a lot of joy and you're doing something that like other people might not do that thing for that person and you're the one that like no this is what you told me to do like I'm, i'm affirming you whatever you want that's what we're doing Mm -hmm. so i have a silly question for you right so when 
you know, because we're, we're not part of that community, right? Is it appropriate for us to use language? Well, not language, but like, let's say we're posting on social media, an LGBTQ wedding, right? The reason why I bring this up is I'm, I'm, I'm like rambling here. Um, no. You're getting in your head. That's what you're doing. No, no, no. Like, Don't overthink it. <laughs> no, because, all right. So it is hard to word things. So it's I'll, like... I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. Okay. I'll give you an example, right? I was shooting a South Asian wedding. So this videographer just, I don't know, just pulled out every single South Asian wedding, like hashtag out there in the universe. Right. And just like all over the video. Right. He's not even a member of that community. All right. And I'm like, well, I do I'm not, I'm not a member of that community. I, and I feel weird that you're doing, you know, you're, I don't, I, I wouldn't say it was pandering, but like, I felt like. It's almost like that version of rainbow see, washing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're only using that keyword and it's only being used like for that, that post. purpose, like it feels kind of icky, but like. It didn't feel right to me. That's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cause yeah. Like you said, he was only using those kind of tags. Like even for like my other queer couples, like I'm not going to use just queer tags. <laughs> um, like I kind of use like, you know, like. Yeah, it didn't feel right to me. So yeah. I, I wanted to ask what your yeah. input was on that. I think it's one of those other things that like, it's not black and white. Like you do want to show to other people, like you do openly photograph these things, but I wouldn't make it every single tag. And then like the same way that like, I don't think that you need to put on the front page of your website that you are welcoming to LGBTQ yeah, yeah. couples. I, I see yeah. that There's other ways of wording oh it that aren't like i have like hashtag love is love <laughs> on my um it's i don't know if i need to do more than that or if, it's, or if it's enough signaling like listen i'm an ally i affirm i celebrate i, I think what, what, what Ryan said like you have it in your portfolio i feel like yeah. that that's like a, a good way of not like shouting it out but what like... if you don't have that in your portfolio let's say you are an ally but you don't have that in your portfolio how do you well, there's, yeah. That's going to be part of the marketing. Yeah, what, I, I mean, you, you kind of don't ask too much. Man. You you kind of touched up on it a little bit about like reaching out to to couples and saying, "Hey, I'll take your pictures." You know, it's it's I'm going to be giving back, and I'm also you know building a portfolio. Like style shoot, there's nothing wrong with that. A yeah. lot of people build their portfolio. As long as you're way. not just using like. Do they get something out of it? Do they, are you going to give them full access to the gallery mm -hmm. without asking for extra money for the download? Or, mm -hmm. you know, I know you like to give prints to clients and stuff. like So, like, maybe, like, throw in a print for them or something that they might not have been able to get or something. For the style shoots? Um, like, if you're setting up the style shoot or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a style shoot. It could just be a session, like, just for you to, to build just, that portfolio. If you, yeah. yeah, if you want to specifically build a portfolio. But, yeah. But I guess if you have vibe and if you are, if they see through your photos, like happy, genuine, you know, nice yeah. mm -hmm. message, then they'll come. So one of the other things that I had done before I really had many of those types of photos to show um, is when you're on social media, if you're following some like accounts that will also mm. post information, like I have one of those little highlight things that's filled with like education and it's not just for like queer specifically but other things within the industry that you should be kind of aware of or anything kind of happening at that time so like i even know one like when the abortion case went back to court then they brought up like obergefell and hedges uh hodges might be brought up again so a lot of people were kind of scrambling like what do i do in case like i can't get married all of a sudden so like i kind of posted like reposted like how that would kind of be harmful if that 
if the abortion case, well, did go down how it went down. But I also said, like, I'm going to, like, I'm an officiant through, what, what is it, the United, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, church that everyone, Universal, Universal Life Church, church. <laughs> where the power is invested in me by the Universal Life Church. I was like, I, I'm an officiant. I will ordain your marriage for you if you need to, like, something like that. So, like, I think reposting educational content that yes. not, isn't even necessarily yours. And not just in June. Right, right, right. Yes, right. yes. So at any point, any of, of this course, stuff yep. is kind of happening. So, like, there's a few, like, really political queer people that, have a lot of educational posts like especially now a lot with like the anti-trans bills they'll post educational information and sometimes when i see it kind of that it would be relevant to the wedding industry i will repost sure. some of those like yep. some of them are like kind of like breaking down myths or misconceptions mm -hmm. things like that so it's like it shows people that like you might not necessarily have this in your portfolio but you have of information yeah, yeah. and knowledge and it's something that you're looking out for other humans yeah. mm -hmm. and be willing to own it because some people are yeah. afraid to own it or share it because yes, of yep. yes. because they're afraid yep yes so if you are going to take that step be willing to own it and yeah. what may come yeah. from it um yeah and be genuine about posting it too yeah be real about it so you know if any of our listeners have any other questions that you guys would like to ask rylan you know yes. send them in at hello at focus dash hello considering i'll probably be here part-time uh once the wedding season yeah right Rylan's one of our editors so um and then we'll get a how do we find you oh i'm at rylot photos on instagram and i think it's i think it's rylan lot photography on so you got to spell all that stuff. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> so R-Y-L-O-T-T -T, photos. And then I'm checking what my Facebook is because no one's on there. <laughs> it's just only, me. Only Ben's on it. Only Ben's on it all day long. All day Ben's so on it. So actually Rylot underscore photos. I forgot about that part. So R-Y-L-O-T-T -T underscore photos and just Rylan Lot photography. Was there a Rylot photos that was already taken? No, I just shorten it because most of the time um, I even get inquiries for my website. They're like, hey, Ryan. And I'm like, sure, I'm Ryan. It's fine. <laughs> I'm really. I thought it was Ryan, too. I had to look closer. Yes, <laughs> and I'm really bad at correcting people. I misspelled it once, too. Ryan's like, you wrote Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was making the summit <laughs> things. The and summit I was like, thing. it's like you're missing wrong. it out. <laughs> but she thought so she was making an Instagram post at the same time. She's like, how can you see my screen? I was like, no, no, no. The one like the big one that you're making on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my buddy. I did photograph my buddy Ryland's wedding, but I am not Ryland. Um, Why you chose that name for your social? Right? Oh, <laughs> just I guess it was just easier than Ryland Lot. Uh -huh. I just shortened it to yeah. make it easier because a lot of people are like Ryland. Ry what? Like <laughs> I've gotten Rayland, Ryland, <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. make sure that we leave all those links in the chat, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> the right place to find the right, you. The, the right link. The right one. Let's send you the right link. All right. All right. So, what's today's hot topic? Go ahead, Ro. Wedding horror story, or from oh, the your horror stories? Well, no, it's a it's same thing. It's a it's a, a story that has come down like a couple of avenues. So I heard this story. It's like an urban myth. One of his birds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a, a bird told me, and a bird told that bird. <laughs> so it is like certain. Uh, I guess. Generations of uh, birds, birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, of, of gossiping. So it was um, 
This person was uh, a photographer, was shooting a wedding. Video, a uh, videographer shows up. It was a wedding that was a broad destination wedding. It was a very high-end wedding from what I was told. The videographer takes the dress, puts it on the, the a window of like this estate. Dress falls, goes right into a pond. And a pond or a fountain? Like a fountain that was attached, like built into the, uh, I guess, the outside oh of God. the estate. So now, like, you know, the, the photographer saw what happened and he's like, you know, like freaking out. Oh Videographer goes, gets the, gets the dress, packs his stuff, puts her in his car, and just leaves with the dress. <gasps> what? Doesn't come back. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Are you serious? Just left. Just left. With yeah. the dress? Yeah. yeah. Why? With Why? a wet dress. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're you're in a destination. Where do you think you're going? You gotta get to the airport. I think that videographer was local. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. I think it might have been in, might have been Nigeria. Oh my god. Um, so they, they live locally and then they just kind of maybe he took it to the dry cleaners. He never came, <laughs> he never back. came back. He never came back. He just left. Like, I mean at that point like why not just leave the dress and you Yeah, leave? why just leave it <laughs> at least, you know? Let it, they're the dry or something. Uh, at, at that point they're probably thinking, you know what? I'm just gonna so what did they get this? married in? I have no idea. We did. So <laughs> we didn't get that far. Didn't get the, the, the rest of the details. story was not told. Yeah. It's unclear oh, what happened oh after that. Oh my goodness. We need to find the rest of that story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's our mission. What happened <laughs> to, to that to dress? To be continued. He has to go back to the bird, and then that bird has to go back to the other bird. Oh yeah. my goodness. Like the, the, like, I'm, the I missed you post, like... <laughs> Lady in blue on the bus. You were it yeah, was four o'clock and, like, and I missed you. Do you want to connect? Misconnections. There we go. You dropped my dress in the fountain on this day. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's why I don't I don't really all right. Number one, I don't really do the hanging dress shot that much anymore. Me either. Uh, I used to do it, but at, at, at some point it looked like, you know, just a, like a little white ghost, just like, it just, it's ugly, dress, yeah. And not all dresses hang well, some yeah. people are no. saying, yeah, no, I hang the same way. My whole thing is like, you know, we're, we're all guilty of this because there was a big trend of putting the dress in like in these creative spots. But what the hell is a dress doing in the middle of the woods? You know, like you know, or hanging, or on the hanging in the third floor, uh, you know, window. Railing, like, yeah. So I, I'm so glad that it's becoming less trendy now to do that. So I mean, if your dress is hanging nicely, you got you got the hanger for it, right? So, all right, fine. I'll photograph it if you got the hanger for it. But I'm not going to like get a suction cup with a you know and, and stick it on a window and like you know get you. A... And then that goes back to what we've been saying most of the conversation about the boxes of what you're put in. And as, us as photographers, like you have to do these certain things, like the dress hanging, get out of like I, this shot. And I that had a shot. client that would not respond to my questionnaire. Just let the husband do everything. This was like a vow renewal, and 45 minutes late to the wedding. Mm. Oh no! And then she got upset that I didn't get individual photos of her in the dress because she thought it would just gonna be standard. Mm, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, there are some standard when? shots. You should get a bride solo. There are some group Well, solos. I did like of her, like when she came in and people were helping her get dressed, but she, I guess she wanted like portrait. a solo portrait of like showing off the dress or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also couldn't find her at the end of the night either. So I was like, oh, okay. yeah. I've, I've gotten away with not doing those sometimes. Yeah. Some yeah. people don't care. Some do. Yeah, it's, right. It's yeah. It's more. Yeah. We had a bride tell us, she's like, I'm not giving you no details. Or no, she's like, I don't want you to photograph the shoes. She's like, the invite and the ring. That's it. She's yeah. like, why do you need everything else? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, like, those things are so played out. She said. She's my like, last, my <laughs> last, my last three brides didn't even have shoes. They had sneakers. 
love it. Yeah, I don't photograph shoes or details. I had a bride, well, she had like pink sparkly, like bedazzled sneakers, but they were important to the, <laughs> yeah, so like yeah, I did yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So There's some things that are I'm standard. Glad. Or maybe it's just the, the kind of clients that we're attracting these days. Like they don't yeah. want that stuff. Yeah, like, I, I show think, less of those. But we still do posy, them just, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Because you never know. Yeah. They right. might say it's not important and then like a, I had someone email. complain hey. that the invite was like five degree crooked. I'm very shocked that that <laughs> happened to you. And it wasn't, even the bride. You are. it wasn't even the bride that was complaining. It mm. was the, the groom was complaining that the, the invitation was <laughs> the... Got a like five five degrees skewed. Oh, the, the Lego piece was like it was, uh, it, was, it was Rose Long Lost. I right away. Yeah, there was uh, the bride. Wasn't I supposed to photograph it? The nephew like made he... those like bride and groom Lego pieces. Yeah. I was like, that's cute. Let me photograph it. It was like a little bit off the thirds in the photo. And they, mm. that was a complaint in a line of like everything they broke down. I was mm. like, I wasn't even supposed to photograph this. Like, yeah, you're not putting this no, anywhere. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so you always was, just like cross your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. There was some type of, uh, you know, for us that we focus on more on like moments. Yeah. But, you know, winter weddings <laughs> kind of are, I don't want to say a kryptonite, but everything's stacked uh, against you already because you're fighting time. And not only that, it gets dark at 4.30, so... And it's it, cold. It, Nobody wants to go outside. That, mm -hmm. and, al it. and also your porches are not going to be fluid and, you know, movement involved. Everything is staged. So this wedding was that type of, uh, like, it was, you know, a winter setting. They booked this for our outgoing, you know, storytelling. And there was none of that, you know. It was it was more like, uh, you know, indoor. We're using light for everything, and they just picked everything apart. It was just like you should have got married in the spring, then, you know, because what you're looking for, we given the circumstances that we were given, we could not deliver what we normally can. And and we kind of we try to educate our clients, you know, in those in those right. type of scenarios. That's a great yep. blog post. Yeah, but it was, I was just, just thinking. That. <laughs> yeah, write it today. It was, and you know they. They gave us a really nice tip. Like they, it was it was just weird. It was uh, it came out of left field. But it all worked out. I mean, yeah, it was fine. But it was like yeah. they gave us a, a big list. It was like small things, like brighten this little corner up, like you know stuff like that. I'm very like, shocked what? that that email was sent to you. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. very weird, but it worked out. Yeah, That's well, why I would say cross your T's, like get everything, They're even happy. though it's yeah. not. What you want to photograph as a photographer, yep. get the safe yep. traditional stuff just in case. Just don't show I tell it. All our so you yeah. avoid an email, not maybe from not from the client, but from the mom or so yeah. and so or saying a, a you bad didn't get review this. <laughs> from <laughs> exactly. the mom. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You seen that recently? And yes. Speakeasy. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> we're all, we're all part of. We're all part of the group. All five of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta please everybody. No. You gotta find reasons to say yes. Right, you gotta well, deal with crazies. I liked the one response that was like, you don't yes them to death, but you validate and then like the redirect. Yeah. Of. Uh, yeah. Actually, he and I, uh, we're probably gonna do a live next week, but I, I talked about it last night on my live. You said you. Which joined? is, which is very much like, you affirmed them, but you also redirected them to a, a, another solution that's more productive and not so negative. And because if if all he did was say yes, like mm -hmm. he wouldn't have done his yeah, job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I needed to be able. I needed to be able to do my job. So we needed to get to a solution where we can both get what we needed to get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but the first step is validating other people's concerns, acknowledge them. Because really, a lot of the times, these people, they just want to be heard. Yeah. That's all. See, and then that's a skill that a business coach could teach. But um, that well, was one of the. <laughs> well. <laughs> Because that was one of the things I was like, <laughs> I understand 
But when you've never been in those situations and like had someone mirror that, that's a very hard thing to think of on your own. Like, it's like, well, I'm just, I'm just upset. Like, how do I, how do I possibly respond to this? And it's like, it's a lot easier than you think it is. But if you've never had that mirrored to you, if you've ever been brought up in a household where like that, like, it's always just like kind of authoritarian, especially like, mm -hmm. have you ever waited tables? No, but I've worked in, in, in retail and food services, just not waiting tables. Mm. If, but if, I also if, did not have great managers, so like I wouldn't. That that was a good solution. If it would have been me, I would have just went to the bride and groom and just. Well, that's why you got fired from laying a busboy, you know. I, I was like, your parents don't want me. What do you want to do? Yeah, uh, can you talk to them? Because like, mom said no. Yeah. Can you get dad to say yes? Because at the end of the day, is like a lot, a lot of times also the couples don't communicate with their parents either. Mm -hmm. So you, you're like stuck in that limbo of like being the bad person. Yeah, I'll be the bad person. But I think showing the right portfolio, a lot of my couples, uh, more and more, I think, because they are focusing more on them and what's important to them on their wedding day. My majority of my couples parents are like out of the photo like out of the yeah. whole picture period mm -hmm. even wedding day they are mm -hmm. like maybe like one family photo that's it they're, they're, they're with their friends yeah. like they're with that their friends like, yeah. yep. yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I feel bad because like being stuck in that box of, of including them in a, a lot of stuff yeah. but lately like I, over the year they've just been like you know what like yeah if they want to involve them more they would you know so it's not it's, yeah I did, I did a co-worker's daughter's wedding so it was kind of funny because i kind of had to play both sides very carefully because <laughs> she was like well the groom doesn't want me to be at the first look he wants a private first look you need to tell him that he can't take that moment away from his mother and i was like, like uh, yes, can. i can't i yep. i can't do this mm -hmm. i was like but in this location there's like this glass yeah. house <laughs> mm -hmm. so you could be like outside so like it's still a private moment yeah. and like so i was kind of able to work that out mm -hmm. so it was like <laughs> no, it would have been me you, you want everybody there <laughs> no all right you can't be there no that was you can watch from here yeah. or from there and it ended up being a cute photo so it's like she and like one of the sisters is like yeah, against the glass <laughs> like watching them so like yeah. you know we got a photo of them doing that like yeah. that was cute I, but yeah. you know. i had a mom like not listen she just i'm like all right what you know you want to be there you're gonna be there like yeah I'm not gonna be the the. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, fight yeah. with the mom, because she said she wanted it private, and then the mom was like, "No, I'm gonna be there." <laughs> okay. But also, if you bring you attention know? to it, then it kind of makes it worse. Yeah. So if you're just like yeah. ignoring it, yeah, then I'm it's not, kind yeah. of like I'm not but, gonna fight with the mom yep, at that point. Like when a kid falls and you just you're like, yeah, yeah. where's the parent? Turn, turn the other way. Don't make a big deal. Then don't yeah, right. just get up. Yep. Well, as soon as you say, "Are you okay?" Yeah, yeah, yeah it hurts. <laughs> well, it depends how bored I am at that moment. You know, if I'm looking for a little more excitement, you, want I'm chaos. Engaged, you know, I might. It depends engage. how you feel. Yeah, it depends on how I feel. But if I mean, if it doesn't mess me up, right? If mom wants to be there and doesn't mess me up, then whatever. That's not my problem. That's not my circus, not my monkeys. That's mom and bride's problem, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, if it's going to interfere with what I do, like that mom who told me that I couldn't be in the aisle, that's going to affect what I do, then that's going to screw me up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna engage, right? But yeah. Yeah, mom being a part of uh, First Look, you know, doesn't change her, my job. Let her be. Yeah, you do whatever you want. I, I'm only... Right, sorry, I don't want to oh, be sorry. a party pooper, but I'm going to pass out from not eating. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, unless it's crucial, <laughs> can we wrap it up? I was thinking about that like, about 20 minutes ago. 
I haven't eaten since 11 o'clock. That's why she's only drinking, she's drinking so much water right now. You <laughs> gave my orange. You thought. <laughs> Literally. I think we have a whole orange. I empty stomach. I'm going to pass out. Okay. Yeah, Ro, Ro keeps going and so does Ryland. <laughs> they both keep going. We'll leave you too. We'll be back. We're eating. Yeah, this is really going to be cool. All right. Bye. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys learned a whole bunch about how to serve and celebrate and affirm everybody. Everyone. You know, LGBTQ couples, crazy moms of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like, just learn how to serve everyone, serve them as human beings. And I think the, the key takeaway that I think that we want to take with us from this episode is, you know, just be kind and serve everyone and, and really come from a place of empathy. Yes. Be a good human. Be a good human being. And all that positive juju that you put out there in the universe, you know, come back to you in one form or another. But it, it, yeah, just be kind. It costs you nothing to be kind. Yes. So thank you again, Rylan, for joining us. Yeah, can you this was say one more time where they can find you? <laughs> <laughs> At Rylot underscore photos. So R-Y-L-O-T-T underscore photos. Awesome. So that just about wraps up today's episode. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys. It's uh, not that hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want me to try again? No. no. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I hope you guys learned a whole bunch of stuff, a lot of cool stuff. If you guys would like to check out more behind-the-scenes stuff about what we do here, you can follow us at focused.af on Instagram. You can also check out our website at www.focused-af.com. And not only that, we'd love to hear some of your crazy stories as well. We'd love to share them with our audience here on the podcast. You can write us at hello at focused-af.com. And that's just about wraps it up for us here today. Um, my so, name is Ben. <laughs> I am Karis. I am Jen. This is Ro. And I think we're focused on the app, right? <laughs> we're hungry. Uh, I'm, I'm we're hungry. hungry. We're starving. <laughs> so on that note, we'll see you guys next week. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Adios. Focus AF is a fun business focused podcast for wedding creatives. Co-hosted by award-winning husband and wife wedding photography teams, Ben and Karis. And Jen and Ro, where we help fellow wedding creatives with their sales and marketing. With laid-back conversations and real talk with some of our most favorite people in the universe. And with that being said, are you focused AF? I am focused AF today. We are focused AF. I think I might be focused AF. <laughs> Welcome to the Focused AF Podcast.